Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Thanks for tuning in to our Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we talk with incredible leaders. Today, we are going to have a wonderful time of sharing with author, speaker, singer, syndicated Sirius XM radio host, incredible personality, Dr. Willie Jolly. We're so excited to hear what he has to share. If you hear a couple lag times hangups in this, please bear with us on the recording. We think there were some Elon Musk space satellite panels going up, but never fear. Just keep listening and it'll clear up. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership Podcast, Leaders on Leadership, where we pull back the curtain on leadership. And today, I am tremendously excited to welcome as my very special guest, the president and CEO of Willie Jolly Worldwide, syndicated Sirius XM radio host and TV personality, the tremendous Dr. Willie Jolly, who has been described simultaneously as world-class, award-winning, motivational motivational speaker. Willie achieved remarkable heights in the speaking industry, having come from humble beginnings as a, are you ready, a fired singer who was replaced by a karaoke machine. He has gone on to be named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmaster International, inducted into the Speakers Hall of Fame and achieved the distinction of Certified Speaker Professional by the National Speakers Association. He is also just an unbelievably wonderful spirit and dear friend. Dr. Jolly, thank you, Willie, for being here. Oh, my dear friend, Dr. Jones. I got to get used to saying that. Dr. <laughs> Jones, congratulations. Dr. Jolly, I can't well, believe it. Joy. joy to be here with you, and I'm grateful to be able to be on with you. Those who know me know I start the same way. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. And so I take a moment to get that minute done. And then I take a minute, a moment to just thank God, give God glory for life and strength and health and for the opportunity to be here in the land of the living, still able to do what we love to do, even in a changing and challenging and a new way, a new day, I am grateful to be here. So thank you, Dr. Tracy Jones. And I am excited about having a tremendous uh, time with you today. Now, people don't know that we both use that word tremendous because of the impact of your father, Charlie Tremendous Jones. Obviously, the impact he had on you, because without him, you wouldn't be here. But he was your mentor, and mm -hmm. he was your teacher beyond being your father. But I would say, I, obviously, I was not born by Charlie Dominic Jones and your beautiful mother. God bless her soul. But he was one of my mentors. He was my dear friend. He taught me so much of, uh, about so many things. Mm -hmm. We had the honor and opportunity to be on a event together at the Crystal Cathedral, Garden Grove, California, the men's conference. It was me and your dad and Mark Victor Hansen from Chicken Soup for the Soul and a number wow. of other great speakers. 
And after we did the event at the, the Crystal Cathedral, it was so well received by the audience and all the people who had come from all over the country who said it was so tremendous, the lineup and the way it just flowed and it was so powerful that they organized these people, not the Crystal Cathedral, the people organized a men's tour to mm. take this same tour on the road because they said more people needed to hear it. So we went on the road and that's when I really got time to have dinner with your dad every mm. while we were on the road. We'd sit, me, him and Mark. I learned about investing. I learned about books. I learned about life. I learned about so many things. So I am always indebted. And then I came up and spent, spent time with him up there in Pennsylvania and saw your, your incredible business. I, I, uh, we stayed at the home, you had your home and that library appears. Oh my God, his library. <laughs> and so, uh, can I tell you a, a story though, before Please. we get started? Uh-huh. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I've used it and shared it. Your father didn't just tell me how, teach me how to live, taught me how to die. Mm. So as many people would know, uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones was diagnosed with cancer. And the doctors gave him a diagnosis of about six months. Mm -hmm. And he lived for eight more years, <laughs> okay, or so. I mean, he lived, he lived a long time. The thing started breaking down, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, he had an eye patch on mm -hmm. and different things. But we would go and visit him. And you would say to him, Charlie, I'm praying for you. Don't pray for me. Don't pray for me! What you trying to do? Keep me out of heaven? Keep me away from Jesus? <laughs> So anyway, we went to dinner that night and had a great time. And so uh, some sometime later, uh, sometime later, many a couple years obviously um, later, I called. I heard he wasn't doing well. Mm -hmm. So I called the, your your house phone, mm -hmm. and your mother answered, and she said, "Oh, Willie, so good to hear from you. He Charlie is bedridden, and and and." And he's not doing well, but he would love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Call him on his cell phone. Mm -hmm. So I called his cell phone and he answered the phone. I said, Charlie, this is Willie. He said, Willie, my dear friend. Oh, I'm so glad to hear from you. Beloved, I love you. Beloved, I'll see you on the other side. Mm -hmm. I'm going home mm -hmm. and I will see you when you get there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Goodbye. He hung up the phone. Mm -hmm. And the next day, or day or next two days, he died. Mm -hmm. And I learned from there what we talk about as people of faith that one day we're going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. We are hopeful, we think about it, we talk about it, but he was confident. Yes. He was confident that yes. there is a heaven. Mm -hmm. And he was confident that he was going to heaven. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's what taught me something. Many people talk about, I want to go to heaven, but they're not confident. They, mm -hmm. He never showed one bit of fear about leaving here because he was confident we was going. Don't get me preaching now. <laughs> I, so anyway, I had to share that story. I loved Charlie Tremendous Jones. He was not just my friend, but he was my teacher, my mentor, mm -hmm. and my uh, uh, confidant. So God bless him. 
Oh, oh, well, I'm so glad you said that. And you know what? Being with him when he passed, and if you have the blessing of being with someone, a, a believer, that when they transition, there's no greater blessing than that. Mm. But but he didn't even express one iota all those times about, gee, I sure hope what I believed in, I'm pretty sure it's right. I hope it is. You know, Not even a, because nobody knows until he knew. He knew. And it was just such a joy. And, and, you know, as we dive into the price of leadership, I think that's why, you know, he wrote this price of leadership book, which was really gut wrenching. And it's about the hard aspects of leadership, the loneliness, the weariness, right. the abandonment and vision. But part of that was because he knew he never walked alone in the leadership thing. And he was triumphant and confident right. in that lonely, but never alone. And Willie, let's talk about right. that, that first point that, that he brought sure. up. And he was like, you know, we've all hear it's lonely at the top. And, and, and there are times when a leader just has to step out. A leader has to have followers, yes, but there are going to be times when the leader is anointed, gets a word from the spirit, gets a calling sooner than everybody else. How, how have you dealt with loneliness in your career? Because you've been blazing a lot of trails and somebody's got to be the first one out of the chalks. H- how do you handle that as a leader? What, what would you share with our listeners? Uh, I, I think, first of all, that that's a great question. And, and, and it, leaders, if you're going to be a leader, you must be confident on your North Star. That's why I think where we start with. You got to be confident on what is your purpose, your mission, your message. That's why people who are great leadership teachers will teach you about the power of being mission focused mm-hmm. and purpose driven. And so I think about so many stories of, of examples and places where I was really challenged. What should I do here? Mm-hmm. I'll give you one, ex- one story. Years ago, I started, I've been speaking now for 30 years. And the first five years of my speaking industry business of career, I spoke only to youth. And I had become a speaker after being a drug prevention coordinator with the Washington, D.C. public school system. So when I left my job, I became a speaker. I did only drug prevention, violence prevention, alcohol prevention, and scholastic achievement messaging uh, to young people. And I spoke over a million kids in five years. I mean, mm-hmm. I was all over. I was doing three and four schools a day. I was very busy. Well, one day I got a call about Five o'clock in the evening. It was almost five o'clock in the evening because my assistant said, I'm going to leave and the phone rang. And she, she answered it and she said, there's a person here on the phone from St. Louis headquarters of Budweiser who says it's an important call. And a, a vice president, last name Green, I'll never It's important. So I take the call and this vice president gets on as a senior VP of marketing and brand imaging for Budweiser and Mm -hmm. Isaac Bush. Mm -hmm. She said, we've done market research around the country and we wanted, we we were looking to do a, a under 18 don't drink until 18 campaign. And we've done market research and your name came up in every segment of the country as the best, the most influential speaker for young people in the country, consistently. Wow. We, we, and so we would like to see, make you an offer. We'd like you to be our spokesperson for our underage drinking campaign to tell kids not to drink before 18. Uh-huh. And we are willing and prepared to make you a, a 
nice offer to be our spokesperson. Mm -hmm. I said, wow. Now, at that point, I think I was making probably speaking. I was doing schools. I was probably making $500 a speech. Mm -hmm. okay? And um, she said, we're, we're prepared to make you triple that. Uh -huh. We'll give you per speech. You'll be speaking every day or a lot all over the country promoting our brand. I said, wow. I said, let me think about it. Let me pray on it. I'll call you in the morning. Give me your number. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it. I prayed on it. And I called her in the morning and I said, thank you for your offer, but I'm not your guy. Uh -huh. I must turn it down. Because I speak to young people and tell them not to drink. Not to drink at 8, 18, 28, yeah. 88, 188. <laughs> Because the doorway in, in, in America is wide open for opportunity for those who are willing to work. But many people are too drunk to discover their way through that. I said, right. I'm sorry, I'm not your guy because I could not compromise. I yeah. cannot compromise that messaging. And so I must, I must, but I will not leave you in the lurch. There's a guy who's a friend of mine who I've already called and his name is, I, I gave the name. I said, he doesn't speak about drugs. He doesn't speak about alcohol. He speaks about self-esteem. He's very good. Uh -huh. And I gave the name. She said, oh, I did see his name. It wasn't as high as yours. I said, I would highly recommend it. And she uh -huh. called him. He got the contract and, 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 and became their spokesman for, for like 10 years. Now, here's, yeah. here's the key. When you trust your instincts and you know that you're clearly North Star and you're clearly purpose-driven and your mission focus. He took that, he got triple what I was being made, what I was making per speech. Mm -hmm. But I told you he was there 10 years. His mm -hmm. never went up in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In 10 years, I was making $15,000 a speech. Right, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I say that to say that God prospered me in those 10 years. Beautiful. In, in those 10 years, I was named one of the top five speakers in the world. In those yeah. 10 years, I had best-selling books. In uh -huh. those 10 years, I had syndicated radio. In those 10 years, I, I was starting to do national tours. And because I was willing to be committed to being doing the right thing, leaders are going to do the right thing, even if it's uncomfortable, right. even if it's, it's challenging. Now, I'll give you one more thing. Now, mm -hmm. where did I learn that? When did I learn that? We're in a time right now of great adversity. We, we, we're at a time where we've had a pandemic, we've had an economic downturn, mm -hmm. and we're in the midst of racial strife that's been un, 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 nothing like that I've seen in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I think back, Tracy, Dr. Tracy, to when I was a little boy. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. got killed. And there were riots. And there was looting. And people were upset and they, they, they were unfocused in how they expressed their anger. Mm -hmm. So they, they did rioting. And I always tell when there's a, a riot or protest, there are three types of people who show up. They're the, the protesters who, who are sincerely about protesting. Right. And they're the rioters who just mad and want to burn down, tear down, do something. And then they're the looters. The looters couldn't care less about the protest. They could, all they're there is for economic opportunity. They are thieves, okay? Mm -hmm. They're thieves. And all they want to do is steal and, 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 and rummage and pillage. Mm -hmm. so, so anyway, my dad, 
the, the, the riots are ablaze. So that Thursday, King killed Friday, you see from our home the, the plumes of smoke in the air. My dad said, let's take a walk, boys, my brother and I. And we walked down 14th Street in Washington, D.C. We get to a giant grocery store, giant food store, grocery store, and it was being looted. But it wasn't being looted. The police have said, we throw up our hands, have at it. And once I saw the police say, have at it, I said to my dad, 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 can we go and get some, 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 some groceries? Can we go get some, some goodies? Can we go get some cookies? And, stuff? Right. Give it. and he said, no. I said, but, but that, that, that they're giving it to He said, no, but no one will know. It's I. He said, your integrity mm. and your character is never for sale. Right. There's no price on that. And if you did not buy it, it's not yours. Mm -hmm. I don't care what. Right. If you did not buy it, it's not yours. No. Because your character and your, your integrity, never compromise it. It's not for sale. I've never forgotten that lesson. That's been over 50 years. I was a little boy. Uh, Willie, that is perfect. And so your, your take, and I, this is the first leader I've heard this saying, saying this, loneliness, when you focus on your North Star and integrity, by worldly standards, you are not going to march with the crowd of chasing the almighty dollar or well, everybody's doing it. You are going to stand alone as a leader and not follow the mass mass behavior just because, well, everybody else is doing it. So that is- Because a, doing the right thing. It's about doing the right, right thing. Right. And it's about, it's about your principles and your right. principles are not compromised. Right. I, I believe it's important that people make money. I believe people may need to make money. And I believe as, as a person of faith that, that our giving is what supports the church, right. supports missions. So we've got to have income. But where does it come in my priorities? That's the key. That I was on a call the other day and someone said something about money. I said, hey, the Bible said money maketh all things well. That's good. But it must be in his priority place. Mm -hmm. God is first in my life. Mm -hmm. My family is second. Mm -hmm. My dear friends are third. And then my business and making money, economic survival and security, it's fourth. Mm -hmm. I don't put it, take it out of priority or my life gets out of balance. Right. Right. So you leaders, the answer to your goal, that was a long answer to short question, that a leader must be committed to doing the right thing, even when you're wrong. I think, let's go back to Dr. King. Mm -hmm. Dr. King said that you must be willing to be excellent and make a commitment. He said, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets like Michelangelo painted, like right. Beethoven composed music, like Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven will say, there lives a great street sweeper. Mm. He does his job well. Mm -hmm. I encourage you as a leader, wherever you are, folks, that you make a commitment that you are going to make a difference, that you're going to do what you do so well mm -hmm. that the host of heaven will say, wow, look at the commitment. Look at that person leading the band, leading the field by being the one to take the mountain. 
Somebody got to take them out. And that brings, that dovetails right into the next point that my dad talked about was weariness. And he said, anytime you're going to be doing anything worthwhile, you're going to be surrounded by that, those people that do way more than their share, and those that do way less. To your point about excellence and all we do, and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. So Willie, how do you handle the weariness as a leader? I mean, we have... The, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We read the Bible. We have wonderful people around us. But boy, it gets tiring sometimes. People are our greatest asset. They also really drag us down at times. How do you as a leader stay recharged? And, and how do you handle the weariness? You've been speaking Einstein, a long time and doing it. Einstein said that the greatest visions will always meet opposition. Yes. And that opposition will always be mediocre minds. Right. Who want One of my to, favorite quotes. Yep. Who wants you to lower your standard. So weariness is a couple of things. I, 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 first, a couple of things I do. One is I have some routines. Uh-huh. First routine is that every day when I wake up, I'm grateful. I look, open my eyes, I get another shot. I say, yo, wow, I got another one. I got another one. It's good. This is good. So I get, I get, I get to. Think of what God has taught me. And I'm trying to learn more every day by reading some scripture. But I always make a point, also make a point of doing some exercise every day to get my endorphins going, get my endorphins moving and popping. And then. I, I go back to my goals and dreams. Why am I doing what I do? What are the goals that I set to do? And I reread them. I, I revisit them so mm-hmm. that I'll make sure I stay focused on what I'm supposed to do with what my life. And then once I know that, then I'm not, I'm not weary. And then I always take a day per week to rest. Mm-hmm. I take a day to rest. Mm-hmm. I, I take Sunday off. It's my family day. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't work. I don't come into my office. Right. I don't, I don't, if my friends and all my, my, my business friends know they are working on Sundays and they're sending out emails, they know you will not hear from Willie. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to go to church. He's going to go to lunch. And now, of course, we're not going to church during the pandemic, but we're having time. We're having church time. And then my wife and I might take a ride. It's mm-hmm. our day to regenerate, to renew, refresh. And then I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing I don't do. I don't take the, I don't take work to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. All right. I have, I have, I have, I have places I've, I've, I've made boundaries. So I, I'll work down here. I'll sometimes work on my, my floor where my, uh, uh, my family, you know, my living room and family and all of that, but I don't take it up, up to my, my bedroom. I love it. Cause that's, that's my, my getaway. When I go right. in there, I don't work. I don't take my computer. I don't take, I, I don't do that. And I'm, I realize it keeps me fresh. I'm excited about working every day. I'm excited about what I'm doing. So, you know, uh, the, the, the Bible talks about weariness and the fact that uh, be, don't grow weary in well-doing. Right. And so I have made up my mind that I'm going to keep doing well. I'm going to keep pursuing this. I'm going to keep going after this. I want God to be able to say, well done. Mm-hmm. Well done. You did. You did good. You did what I told you to do. I don't want him to say, here's what I don't want him to say. I am upset with myself for making you. I regret making you. And so that's the worst thing you could hear that God would say, I regret making you. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I love that. Yeah. 
Well, Sabbathing, and you hit on it. I mean, I started Sabbathing about five years ago. Believe it or not, I didn't do it before then, in truth and honesty. But it's remarkable when you bound off and say, no, this is the time when I recharge. I mean, how much more productive because you get real clear on it. So that takes us to the next point, which is abandonment. And that's really about staying tightly focused on what you need and ought to be thinking about and doing rather than what you want to or think you need to. So how do you maintain focus? Willie, like I said, you talked a little bit about the initial thing. This is is the heart. I am, first of all, ADD. Yeah. (laughs) I hear my books. Uh, um, It only takes a minute to change your life. Okay. Setback is a setup for a comeback. Uh Uh-huh. Turn setbacks into greenbacks. An attitude of excellence. Chicken soup for the Christian soul is back here somewhere. Uh-huh. Make love, make money, make it last with my wife. If you go to my winwithwilly.com site, you'll see so many websites. I'm always creating. And that's why I'm saying, I, and I got two, three more books. I've got piles of, 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 of <laughs> folders of the next three books I'm working on. Um, I've got, I'm ADD, I, 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 a squirrel. I mean, so that's, you know, a bird, look, that, that, that's creativity. Okay, many creative people tend to also have, uh, I've learned, have some other issues, ADD, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, HD, H, whatever, yeah. uh, HDSD, whatever. I got them all, I got them. And so it's okay. So how do I stay focused is the fact that I have to make it, make goal lists. I, I uh-huh. write my goals. I have them in my phone. And then I remember why I'm here. I have to remember every day. People call all the time. Say, I got a great deal for you. I got a great deal for you. And I will tell them, I, 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 I like the idea. You got a great idea. It's a great thought. But I have learned he who chases after two rabbits ends up eating neither mm-hmm. or catching neither. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've got to say no to that. So I've learned over the years how to say no, even to myself, because I get great ideas. So what I do, I write them on an idea book. I got an idea pad. I got ideas. So these ideas coming all the time. And a natural disposition or pre preconditioning would be, oh, that's a great idea. And I run after the shiny object. And I had to learn how to say, let me write the shiny object on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to it after I finish this. So mm-hmm. we've got, I got a lot of stuff going on. Look here, look, we're in a pandemic. I have not, for in all intents purposes, been anywhere significant for 12 weeks, mm-hmm. almost 12 weeks. So other than grocery store, my, my daily exercise bike ride and, um, we other day we did the first time we went to visit some friends and we socially distanced ourselves across uh, a parking area so mm-hmm. we could at least say hello. Other than that, but here's what I'm, I'm so uh, my creativity just is popping. So uh-huh. now Monday nights I I do happily married Monday with the Jollies. My wife and I do it on Facebook Live every Monday night at nine o'clock. Monday through Friday I have a syndicated radio program that I do from here uh, up in my studio. And I do that Monday through Friday. Then weekly, I have my Sirius XM show, which I do from here. And so that's an hour. So I got the short form radio. I got a long form radio. I got Monday night. Then every Thursday, we put out a, a video 
newsletter where I have to record a small, uh, almost like a TED talk, about 18 minutes or 15 to 18 minutes of, of content for our video messaging, what I've learned that week, what I've, what I've experienced that week, what people need to know. And then Saturday morning, I started doing a new faith-based TV program called The Jolly Good News Report. And the Jolly Good News Report is like a television news show. The difference is the television news, the first thing you hear is bad news, sad news, depressing news. Well, with Jolly Good News, you don't get any of that. You get nothing but good news. And so I do that every week. I've got more than enough. Plus, I'm doing online events for people like yourself. But I'm doing corporations are calling now. I just got booked to do an event with me and Les Brown in Sydney, Australia, two weeks from now uh, via live stream. I've got corporations, companies calling all day saying, can you do an event for my people? So I'm doing events. I got radio. I got television. All of this. And I'm happy as can be because my ADD is kicking in. (laughs) But I have to remember every day to focus. Mm -hmm. And when people call with, can you do I'm staying focused on what God has sent me to do. To inspire Say what am I? I look at my 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 mission statement to inspire a generation to rise above their circumstances and maximize their God-given ability. Mm. That's what I'm supposed to do. If I do that, I'm all right. I love it. And I think a lot of us, if we're not busy, we, we we're like borderline depressed. But you know, I like you. This is the thing I struggle with the most is focus. And yeah. somebody told me busy is burdening under Satan's yoke. Not all work is what you're supposed to be focused on. So get very clear and and no mission drift. And you don't want to get into the weariness category. But thanks. Thank you for yeah, sharing I, that I, for I, me. And I'm not. And I, I'm telling you, I, when I when I finish today, I just I, I go to bed. I am done. Yeah. I have given it all, nothing yeah. left on the field, okay? But I, I've stayed there and I know what I'm doing and I have fun doing it. Yes. That's a beautiful thing. Beautiful yeah. thing, Willie. All right. So lastly, my dad said the last price of leadership you have to pay is vision. And his description of vision, you know, we probably grew up thinking, oh, you got uh, the Steve Jobs or the Oprah Winfrey's or the, you know, the real, you know, Albert Einstein. But my dad said vision is just seeing what needs to be done and doing it. So how do you hone or grow in wisdom and vision? Well, uh, I I thank you for that question because there's two questions in one, really. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is the primary thing. Mm -hmm. And I pray for wisdom. Mm -hmm. I was raising my children and it was challenging. Uh, I prayed for wisdom. And I was building my company and didn't know how I was going to go from that a hundred dollars a speech to even get to the 500 that I talked about earlier. Right. For wisdom. Doing that situation with Anheuser-Busch about what should I do here? I told the lady I had to pray on it. I prayed for wisdom. Give me wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so first, wisdom is the primary thing. And how do you get wisdom is one, you read the wisdom book, which is the Bible, but mm-hmm. specifically Proverbs. And I read that daily. Next. <laughs> As you get around wise people, the great will walk with the great. They'll talk with the great. Mm-hmm. And so that is why I have friends like a talk, Charlie Tremendous Jones, Anito Cobain, a, a Les Brown, because I want to spend time with them and learn from them and grow from them. Now, vision. I talk about vision. There are four types of vision. That's what I talk about when I talk about vision. There's eyesight. It's, 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 it's good to have eyesight. Mm-hmm. 
But I love what Helen Keller said. She's, she was an infant, lost her hearing and her sight, and yet became one of the greatest women of all time. Mm -hmm. She was asked in an interview, is there anything worse, Miss Keller, is there anything worse than blindness? She said, yes, having sight but no vision. Oh, wow. Okay, so that takes you, well, uh, I say it must not be the end, end of all, end all, but she didn't have it, but she said it, it, you need vision. Well, mm -hmm. what's the next type? Eyesight. Then there's hindsight. Oh, okay. What happened in the past? Uh -huh. Learning from the past. What, what can I learn from the past that I will repeat the mistakes of the past? Mm -hmm. Now, the past is, a, is, is good to check out every now and then but you, the problem is when people start dealing in the past they get stuck mm -hmm. what somebody did to me 30 years ago how mm -hmm. somebody talked me out of somebody did me wrong and they just get <laughs> stuck and all they talk about what somebody did to them whine 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 no look the past is supposed to be a place of reference mm -hmm. it's not a place of residence you're not supposed to stay there so eyesight note hindsight note then there's insight that still small voice within us that gives us direction, reflection, introspection, tells us what to do. Have you ever had a time when you're riding down the street and something says, turn here? Mm -hmm. That's not my turn here. And you turn only to find out later there was a big accident that you would have been mm -hmm. stuck in. That insight. And I think we need to listen to that small voice mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. and listen to that voice because it gives a good insight off. So you got Eyesight, not absolutely necessary for you to change your world because Helen Keller, Stevie Wonder, Jose Feliciano, Ray Charles did without eyesight. Hindsight, well, it's good to know what happened in the past, but don't dwell in there. Then there's insight. You need to turn up that volume, and, but, but then you mix that insight with foresight, calling forth those things that be not as though they are. Speaking into the future, here's where I'm going, what I'm planning to do. And when you take that insight and that foresight, and you put them together, that is what Helen Keller was talking about. Uh -huh. uh, no. Gosh. Not, is not the lack of sight. It is having sight with no vision. Absolutely. And foresight. Oh, my God. I have never heard vision broke down like that. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Willie, so much. Now, anything else wrapping this up that you want to share for our listeners? Well, our I want to tell all your listeners, first of all, that... Uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones was a giver. I've got a book by Oswald Chambers here. Oh. You know, I, where would I have gotten that book, right? <laughs> I've got leadership books. I've got Charlie Tremendous Jones books all over in my library. <laughs> I got, got the ones with his, you know, his, 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 you know, laying up in the air, you know. Uh, so Charlie was my dear friend. So uh, anybody who, who, you know, listens to this podcast and says, I was a friend of Charlie's. If you send me an email, I'll send you a book. If you just send me an email and say, hey, I'm a friend of Charlie Tremendous Jones, Tracy Jones. Uh, I, I, I've got a book, oh all, only the best on success, my gift to you. I'll send a digital version of that book that I'm one of the co-authors of. And it's a lot of great uh, motivational speakers, many of them you'll know. If you'll just send it to info, I-N-F is in Frank O, at willyjolly.com info at willie w-i-l-l-i-e j-o-l-l-e-y.com the second thing i want to give you is you go to winwithwillie.com winwithwillie.com listen to the song i put out 
uh, will get through this. It will bless you, it will encourage you, it will uplift you. I did an event today for one of the biggest corporations in America online because the CEO heard the song. He said, mm-hmm. that song, my folks have to hear. So he, he booked me to come sing the song and speak a little bit. It's called, We'll Get Through This. Go to winwithwilly.com and share it with people who are going through a tough time. That's why I released it, to encourage people. So info at willyjolly.com to get the free books. You got to put in the title of a friend of Tracy Jones and then go to winwithwilly.com and get the free music and anything else on there you see that will be it. bless you to go at it. Oh, if you want some of my books, uh, uh, you can get them uh, at wjspeaks.com, wjspeaks.com slash success. Okay. wjspeaks.com slash success. You can get any of my books in physical or digital form, as well as my big old box and my other stuff. So we're just grateful. I'm just glad that I get to do what I do. And I'm thankful for my friend, Charlie Tremendous Jones, who was wise enough to raise a beautiful, fantastic daughter named Dr. Tracy Jones. I'm so proud of her. Thanks, Dr. Willie Jolly. Just, you have been such an, look, what you're giving to our listeners and we'll have all the links on available so people can reach out to you and you're on YouTube and I'm subscribed to his channel and all that stuff. But thank you, Willie, for your wisdom, for your blessing, for your outlook, for your sincerity, for your faith. I mean, brother, I just, I'm just so thankful for you. And you know, for the listeners out there, Willie is the real deal and he is a big deal. But the minute I reach out to him right back and you know what, even before I reach out, he gets my e-blast, you know, when I was getting my PhD and he's like, just such an encourager. And we need people like that in our lives. Um, That's all we need in our lives. So Willie, thank you for being such a tremendous advocate to me. Thank you for the love you gave to my father and mother and for what you continue to do to make the world a more tremendous place. Thank you, brother. Thank you. God bless you. Love you. Love you uh, too. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. And thanks to our tremendous listeners. Have a tremendous day. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.